Thank you for listening to another inspiring message from The Movement Church. To find out more about The Movement Church, you can check out our website at theocmovement.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The OC Movement. church. If that doesn't get you excited about being a church, I don't know what will. So we are so excited to be right in the middle of our forward series talking all about God's plan to move the church forward. And so you get to be a part of it. And before I dive in today, I just want to take a minute and invite you to join us. We have our third annual Legacy Gala coming up on Friday the 21st of February. Yes, we are excited about it. And I just want to invite you to come and join us. Listen, you are here in this room and uh, and that means you are a part of something that's happening. And so Pastor Carrie and I have been praying and we are more excited than ever about the forward movement of the movement church and where God is taking us. And so what we're going to do is unpack the vision for the future for the movement church at our Legacy Gala on Friday the 21st. And we would love to have you be a part of it. There will be a four-course meal. It is a plated dinner. This is a ticketed event. And I know you don't ever believe us when we say this, but we only have a certain number of seats. We will not add anymore. It will sell out. So you've got to make sure you grab your ticket this week to join us as we unpack the vision about where we are going as a church. And what we're going to ask you to do is to pray about the part that you can play and how God might ask you to get behind that financially. And so we're excited to gather together with you, excited about what God's doing at the Movement Church. And I'm excited to preach today because this is my third service. And I just got to tell you, I um, am only getting more energy as, as we go here. And so I'm I'm really pumped up about what I'm going to talk to you about today. And, um, and honestly, I, I'm expectant for what God wants to do in this room. So you're here for a reason. So I just want to invite you, take a moment right now, if you have your cell phones, text the word notes to the number on the screen. You should always take notes in church. Write down the things you're listening to so that when you leave, you can apply it to your life. These are my notes. You can follow along and add to it. And uh, I'm going to pray and get us started. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Lord Jesus, I just thank you for what you want to do in this room. God, I thank you for your presence. God, I thank you that you are here. God, I just pray that you would open our hearts to receive everything that you have for us today. God, I pray for every individual who walked in the room. God, I know it's not by accident that they're here. So God, I pray that you would do something miraculous in each of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, this uh, Christmas, right before Christmas, my husband Carrie and I had the incredible privilege of taking our two girls to Hollywood, to the Pantages Theater, to see Frozen the musical. And um, I know some of you think, oh, Frozen, why are we... Oh my goodness, Frozen the musical. We were so excited and so pumped up to get to go and see this. We were preparing for weeks. And uh, we showed up in Hollywood to the Pantages Theater. We had our hair done, Elsa dresses on, and that was just Pastor Carrie. <laughs> Third service, it doesn't ever get old. No Elsa dresses for us. But we showed up yeah. with this 
expectation, this like excitement building inside of us for the show that we were about to see. And, and we gathered with people from all over the world. I'm telling you, there were so many different people there that evening. And we showed up at the front door and there was greeters there to greet us and to take our tickets. And we walked into the lobby and the sweet aroma of popcorn met our noses and there was snacks to purchase and, and drinks to have as we all gathered with anticipation for the experience that was about to come. And then we walked to the doors and the ushers opened the doors and they ushered us into our seats and we sat down into our seats with this expectation for what we were about to experience and the lights came down and then the lights and the sound, and the music, and the performance. Can you tell we're just a little bit dramatic ourselves too? Every single part of it was absolutely amazing. And there's these parts to Frozen that are so inspiring. They leave you thinking about what true love really looks like. And, and we laughed in that musical, and we may have cried a little bit. And when it was over, we walked out the doors together, talking to one another and all the people around us about what an amazing experience that was. It was the most incredible performance. And unfortunately, this is how so many people attend church. We walk up to church on a Sunday morning with an expectation for what's going to happen. Somebody greets us on the ramp on the way up. Even in the rain, they're out there to say hello. We've got hot coffee waiting for you so that you can have something warm to drink in the cold weather or just something to put in your hands so you don't have to shake someone's hand. We see what you're doing. When you come to the doors, the ushers are gonna greet you and they're gonna usher you in to the middle of the room, whether you want to or not, and they're gonna help you find your seat, and then you're gonna experience some moments of worship and great music and the lights and the sound and hopefully something that's gonna inspire or challenge you. And the danger is when we just walk out the doors and we go, oh, that was a good performance. I feel really good today. You see, church is so much more than just attending. It's so much more than just a great performance or a good speech. Church is all about belonging. You know, last week, Pastor Kerry unpacked a message called Assemble. And if you weren't here, you need to listen to this online because he unpacked Ephesians 5. And Ephesians 5 tells husbands to honor and love your wife as Christ loved the church. He gave himself up for it. Listen, you need to know that God's plan for the church, it was the church. There's no, there's no other plan. It's his plan A, there's no plan B. God had a plan to establish the church. He sent Jesus, the Bible says, to seek and save the lost and establish the church. Listen, God loves the church. And Pastor Kerry shared something with us last week. I hope you remember that there is nothing we can do in more cooperation with Jesus than loving and building his church. I'm gonna say it again. There is nothing that we can do in more cooperation with Jesus than loving and building his church. The church is a big deal to God, so guess what? It should be a big deal to us. There's stuff that happens in the church that doesn't happen anywhere else. 
The church is the closest picture of heaven that we will ever experience here on earth. It's more than just a good performance. Stuff happens here that doesn't happen anywhere else. You know, Pastor Kerry unpacked why we assemble to experience God's presence, to experience his power through his people. You gotta know that the reason we assemble as a church is to experience the presence of God. The Bible tells us that when we draw near to him, he draws near to us. And when we assemble in a room like this, when two or more are gathered together, he is there in their midst. There is something about the presence of God. It's why we sing songs of worship. It's why we spend the first part of our service fixing our attention on who God is because we're going, God, I just want to be in your presence. And we need the power of God. We need it. We need it at work in our life because we are going to navigate some challenges in life that we cannot do on our own. We need the power of God. And all of this takes place because of the people of God. Listen, God established the church. And the church is not a building. The church is people. The church is people. So when we assemble as God's people with a purpose, it is like we are an army falling into place. We are ready. We are reporting for action. This is why we assemble. We assemble with purpose. God's not just looking for us to assemble. He's looking for a mobilized church. That means a church that is put into action. The definition of the word mobilize is this, to put into movement, to assemble, to make ready for war. Come on, somebody. That should get you a little bit excited about the church. To put into movement to assemble, to make ready for war. All right, look at your neighbor and tell him, you have a part to play. Now, speak with some authority like you're going to war. You have a part to play. All right, that was all right. That will do for now. (laughs) Listen, God is looking for a mobilized church, a church that is put into movement, that is ready for war. Do you know why I like this picture of the church? I like this picture because I don't know if you realize this or not, but we are in a battle. Every single day, we are in a battle. 1 Peter 5, 8 says this, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I don't know if you realize this or not. But as much as there's a God in heaven who loves you, who chose you, who created you with purpose, you've got a real enemy who is like a sniper on the rooftop looking for any and every way to take you out and rob you of purpose. This is the battle that we are in. And the good news is God has equipped us for that battle. Ephesians 6 breaks it down for us. It tells us that this battle is not against flesh and blood. Listen, it's not just the things you can see. It's not just the circumstances that are in your face that you're very well aware of. No, there is a spiritual battle that is happening that you cannot see, but we can fight. And Ephesians 6 tells us how to do it. 
It tells us how to put on the full armor of God. That means to get dressed for battle. We put on the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the helmet of salvation. We take up the shield of faith to fight the fiery darts of the enemy that nothing that comes against us will prosper. We take up the sword of the spirit, the weapon of warfare, which happens to be the word of God. You see, God didn't just tell us we're in a battle. He equipped us for the battle. He said, here's what you're going to do when you're in the battle. We were never meant to live a life of casual, comfortable, consumer Christianity. Can I just hang there for a minute? We were never created to live a life of casual, I'll go to church when I feel like it, when it's convenient for me, comfortable. I like this part of what the Bible says, but that part, that's just not for me. Consumer, make me feel good so that I leave and my life is different. We were not meant to live a life of casual, comfortable, consumer Christianity. You've been assembled for action, for action. Do you know that there are 3.2 million people who live in Orange County, California? Orange County is this massive region full of people. 3.2 million people and 2.7 million people that do not attend church. Do you know what that tells me? That tells me that there are a whole lot of people in this region who may not know the hope that is found in Jesus. They may not know at all how to fight the battles that are coming their way because we are in a war and they may have no idea what to do when they face life's overwhelming circumstances, when they're battling depression and anxiety, when their homes are falling apart. There are 2.7 million people who may not know the hope that is found in Jesus and God in his infinite wisdom established the church to be the vessel that brings the hope of Jesus to the world. So he needs a mobilized, put into movement, ready for war church. And the church is you. The church is you. Ephesians 2.19 in the message translation says this. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. The kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. Listen to me. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home and he's using us all irrespective of how we got here in what he's building. He used the apostles and the prophets for the foundation and now he's using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. And we see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it. A temple in which God is quite at home. Listen to me, Movement Church. You need to know, you belong here. No matter your past, no matter your story, no matter what you're walking through, you belong here. I love that that scripture says, with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. 
Listen, you've got a real enemy who's been trying to whisper some lies and some disqualifiers to make you think that you do not belong. And I just want to remind you, you belong here. Not just do you belong, but you have been assembled to be put into action. You are no longer wandering exiles. You have an identity. You are now a part of something that's bigger than yourself. You have been assembled and you are part of God's army, which means you have a part to play. God is building a home and he's using you. It says irrespective of how you got here. He's fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone. He's building a home and you are a part of what he's building. You have a part to play. How many people in here are puzzle people? Anybody? A few of you are puzzle people. Okay, ushers, why don't you go ahead and pass out some pieces to this puzzle. Everybody take one as it comes down the aisle. I am not a puzzle person, and there's a reason for that. I'm not a puzzle person because I am not a patient person. My husband said amen. So would everyone who knows me. <laughs> I, am, I am not a patient person, and, and puzzles do require some patience. But I chose this puzzle today um, as an illustration uh, because I don't know if they can get a good shot of it. It is a picture of a church, a little church on a countryside hill with a little steeple. This is obviously not in California. This is something out of a Thomas Kincaid painting for those of you who are old enough to know what I'm talking about. And uh, it's a picture of a church though. So I felt like it was appropriate because God is building his church. The church is his plan A, he doesn't have a plan B. He's building his church. It's his purpose here. And when we're building a puzzle like this and all of the pieces come together in that puzzle, it makes the most beautiful picture. It, it is able to form what the creator intended for it to be. It makes a beautiful picture. What's the most annoying thing about building a puzzle? Missing pieces. It's the most annoying thing when you spend the time to build a puzzle and you're missing pieces and the whole thing is incomplete. What I want you to get an understanding of today is that God is building the church and you have a part to play. He's looking for a mobilized, put into movement, ready for war kind of church and you hold a piece to the puzzle. Everybody hold your piece of the puzzle up. You have a part to play. Don't be the missing piece. Don't be the missing piece to what God is building. You can put it down. Listen, don't abdicate your part and think that somebody else will do it. You hold a piece of the puzzle to the picture that God is painting that nobody else has in their hands. Do not be the missing piece of the puzzle. Romans 12 verse 4 through 8 says this, and I love it. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, what it's saying is all of us have one body. We've got hands, feet, a nose, a mouth, ears. We have one body, many parts. They all do different things, right? So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We all have different gifts, 
according to the grace given to us. We all have different pieces to the puzzle. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. It says if your gift is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. We have all been given a piece to the big picture puzzle of the church that God is building. We have a part to play. You know, in the Robinson household, that's my house, by the way, we have two girls. Brooklyn turned 16 on Tuesday. Well, ah, I can't believe I have a 16-year-old. You can tell her happy birthday later. Avery is 10, and, and in our house, we believe that as a family, that we all have a part to play to contribute to our home. So we have different jobs that we do in our household. When we wake up in the morning, Avery walks the dog every single morning. Brooklyn walks the dog in the afternoon. Brooklyn is responsible to empty the dishwasher whenever the dishes are clean. I do the lion's share of the laundry. Pastor Kerry lays on the couch and we feed him grapes. <laughs> I'm teasing. He actually does all the ironing because I can't iron to save my life. So there's a part that every single one of us plays in our home. We all contribute to our house. Now, if you were to come over to my house for dinner, and I would love to have you over, we would probably have the best burgers you have ever had in your entire life. They are Robinson burgers, and you need to try them. But if we were to have you over to our house for dinner, we would prepare the house for you. We would make sure that the house was clean. We would sweep the floors. We would clean the countertops and the bathrooms. We would make sure we were ready for you to come to the house. And then Avery, my youngest daughter, she would go out on the front porch, and she'd be looking for you. She would be waving you down so that you knew where to park. And when you got out of your car, she'd give you a great big hug and welcome you to our house. And then she would show you in the door so that you knew where you were going. And, and Brooklyn might meet you and acclimate you to the house. Here's where the restroom is. And, and here's the living room. In fact, we're going to sit here and have some appetizers before dinner. And we're going to just hang out. And then at dinner, we would all gather around the table. And we'd talk and we'd connect with one another. And, and you know, we wouldn't tell inside jokes because that would be rude. So if we did, we'd just bring you in on what was happening and, and we would have a great evening together with you as the guest at my house. Now, if you really liked the Robinson Burgers, and you will, and you'd started showing up at my house every single week for family dinner, I'm here, family dinner this week again, and you started showing up for family dinner, guess what? You're part of the family. I'm going to give you some jobs to do. You might sweep my floor. You might be cooking the bacon to get it ready for the best burgers you've ever had in your life. You might be the one who's setting the table or making sure there's music playing to create the right atmosphere. But if you're going to come to my house for family dinner, you have a part to play. With the Movement Church, maybe you're here with us for the first time or maybe it's like the second time you're with us. And, and I just want to say thank you. We, we are honored to have you here as our guest. In fact, my hope is, my hope is, is that you have the best experience. That when you show up at the Movement Church and you, you get out of your car to walk up the ramp, that there's someone there to greet you and make you feel welcome. My hope is, is that there's hot coffee and, and you just are able to relax when you show up at our church. 
I'm hoping that the ushers are able to help you find the right seats and that you're inspired by moments with God during worship or the message. I, my hope for you is that you feel so welcome as our guest. Now, if you call the Movement Church home, you're part of the family, which means you have a part to play. You have a part to play. God created you with your passion and your gift mix and the things that are unique to you. And do you know what? They are perfectly crafted as a piece of the puzzle meant to fit into the big picture of building his church. Remember, the church is God's plan A. He doesn't have a plan B. And you hold a piece to the puzzle. Maybe you're a systems person. You love systems. You love details. You think in Excel spreadsheets, and I admire you. I need you in my life. Maybe you're a people person. You're my kind of people. Maybe you're behind-the-scenes, detail kind of person. It's all unique to the way that God crafted and shaped you. He wired you with purpose and potential. There is something inside of you that is unique to only you, and it's a piece of the puzzle that God crafted to build his church, to build his church. And you need to know at the Movement Church, you are always welcome as our guest. You are always welcome as our guest. But you need to know that we will unashamedly not stop pointing you towards purpose. Unashamedly, this is who we are. Because listen to me, Movement Church, you haven't lived until you've been a part of a group of people making a difference with their life. You haven't lived until you've been a part of it because you were made for it. If you haven't been to Next Steps yet, you hear about it every week, we talk about it on a video, listen to me. If you haven't been to Next Steps, you haven't joined the movement. You don't know how. You're an observer. And you're welcome to stay there. You are welcome to be our guest for as long as you would like. Be our guest, be our guest, put our service to the test. You're welcome. But listen to me. Life is not a feel-good frozen musical. Life is real life, Hacksaw Ridge, Saving Private Ryan, Braveheart kind of stuff. Life is war. This is where we are at. And we are moving at life speed towards eternity. And there are people in our world that need to know the hope that is found in Jesus. There are people outside the doors of the Movement Church, 2.7 million in Orange County, California, that may not know the hope found in Jesus. They are dying in desperation, in hopelessness, battling so many different things with no idea of how to fight the battle that they are in. And you have an answer. So why are you holding out on them? There are people that are walking through the doors of the movement church every single week. And they need the people of God to be in their position, playing their part. Now listen to me, you can sit on the sidelines for as long as you want and watch as people are dying all around you. Or you can get dressed for action, assemble, mobilize as a part of the solution. This 
is what you were created to be. It's intrinsically inside of each and every one of us. Every single one of us were crafted uniquely with purpose and passion and gifts that only you have that God wants to piece together as he's building his church. That's why there's people like Brooks standing back here playing the keys. Not because we pay him to do it. He's a volunteer. He's serving because he's passionate about worship and he loves creating moments for people to experience Jesus. It's his piece to the puzzle. I'm gonna invite the worship team to come and join us at this point and, and you need to know that the individuals that are on the platform, they serve on a rotation every other week. They're not paid to be here. They're just men and women who are taking their piece of the puzzle and have a gift or a skill set to play an instrument or to use their voice to sing and to worship God. And they gather every week to practice so that when they come in on a Sunday morning, they don't just sound good for you, but so that they can come in here and sing songs to remind us of who God is in the midst of our hardest, most challenging days. Because we need to know the goodness of God. And when we worship and fix our attention on Him, it shifts the atmosphere of our life. There are men and women who, on a rotation every other week, they show up to set church up. They get here early in the morning or they stay late on different rotations to say, I'm going to get the house of God prepared for the person who's going to walk through the doors. I'm going to play my part so that somebody can come in and encounter the hope that's found in Jesus. People on the tech team that have words on the screen so you know what to sing and what I'm saying. People with our kids who are not babysitting, they're inspiring your kids and mine to be reminded that their life has purpose, that they were created by God for a reason, that no matter what they might be facing in their families right now, that God is still good, that he loves them and he's with them. People that are willing to just say, I'm gonna take this piece and I'm gonna play my part. How many excuses are you gonna hide behind? You know, this message actually, it's challenging to preach because I know that I'm going to step on toes or you might feel uncomfortable, but do you know what? I don't mind if you feel uncomfortable because we have a world outside the walls of this church that is really uncomfortable because they don't know Jesus. They don't know hope. They don't know. They don't know because they need someone to tell them. And so I'm not ashamed to stand on the platform and preach the gospel message of Jesus Christ and say God created you with purpose. He has a mission for your life and he's just waiting for you to say, I'll do my part. Don't be naive enough to think that the people who are serving at the Movement Church have more time than you. They have full lives just like all of us. Don't be naive enough to think that the people that are serving on the dream team at the Movement Church have less crisis going on in their world than you. I've cried with them. I've prayed with them. I know the stories that they're walking through, but they've chosen to take their pain and to turn it into purpose because they realize that this mission that we have on life is not just about me, but it's about a bigger picture that God is trying to do through His church. And that is why we exist. 
It's why we exist. And I just want to challenge you, Movement Church. This is unashamedly who we are. We exist to inspire the one that is far from God to find life in Christ and life in the church. And we won't stop till all have heard. There's 2.7 million people that need to know the hope that's found in Jesus. So what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? God uniquely crafted you with purpose to be a piece of the puzzle that he's building as he's building his church. And if you're here and you're like, Megan, I, I don't know what to do. We'll help you. We'll help you discover how God created you, the purpose that's deep inside of you. If you've not been to Next Steps, my husband has been teaching it all day after every service. 30 minutes, just give us 30 minutes. We'll tell you what it looks like to join the movement, the army of people who are gathered, mobilized, ready for war, ready to make a difference here in this region where God's placed us. He'll be there for 30 minutes after service today and he'd love to connect with you. But what I really want to challenge you to do is not just blindly take the steps that I'm asking you to take. But what I really want to ask you to do is to say, God, what do you need from me? God created you with purpose. It's intrinsically a part of who you are. Just think that in this moment right now that God is wanting to remind somebody of a dream he put in your heart a long time ago. Maybe it was a word that was spoken over your life. Something that you felt like God was going to do with your life and yet you've just kind of shrunk back from that. And I just, I just want to come against every lie of the enemy that would say that it, it's not possible now because God's not finished yet. So whoever you are and whoever needs that today, I just want to remind you, God is not finished yet. He's doing something new. And I just, I'm believing that God is um, reigniting a passion for Him. He's reigniting a passion for Him. And as we set our attention on who He is, He'll show us what the next steps are. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He'll direct your path. So whoever in the room needs that reminder today, I just want to remind you, God's not finished yet. He's not finished yet. For those of you who are here, maybe, maybe you came to the Movement Church today and you've just been wrestling with your faith. Maybe you're here and you're not sure what you believe. And I'm just here to tell you that I don't think it's by accident that you're here. I, I believe God has a plan for you in your life. And it's time to stop trying to do things your own way and just surrender to His. And maybe you're here and you've been running from God and honestly, it's just time to come back. And it's, it's really simple. 
And I'd like to just take a moment and pray with you. I'm not going to ask you to get out of your seat or even pray out loud, but I'm just going to ask everyone in this room to bow your heads and close your eyes. And if you're here today and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, or maybe you're here and you've been running from God and it's time to come back, I'd just like to invite you to pray this prayer with me in the quietness of your own heart. Just say, Dear God, I know that you're real. I know that you love me. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for forgiving me. Today I'm making a decision to follow you. And all around this room, if that's you, would you just let these words be the cry of your heart? Would you say, Jesus, I give you my life. In Jesus' name. God, I thank you that you're moving in this place today. God, I thank you that you have such a unique plan for each and every one of us. And God, what an honor it is to be a part of your plan. So God, today we surrender to you and we say, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with us today, we are so excited to be a part of this journey with you. Please email us at info at theocmovement.com. And if you were not in the area, we would love to help you find another life-giving church near you please send us an email at info at theocmovement.com. Thank you again for listening to another inspiring message from the Movement Church.